We're talking Superflex rookie ADP and much more on today's episode of Locked On Dynasty. You are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, still in Arizona. How's it going? It's going all right. Um, <laughs> things have calmed down dramatically. You know, we knew we were going to do three shows Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday um, from the Biltmore, which is an unbelievable hotel, you know, situation. Um, and this last one was kind of a ghost town. So what they do okay. is, gotcha. yeah, yeah. I mean, Tuesday they get all the owners get together. They 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 do all their voting on league rules, league matters. But they have the place for today just in case they need the extra day. And I guess this year uh, it's probably some people know the, the rule changes and whatnot weren't all that dramatic. I don't think there was a lot of controversy. So they got in and out of their meeting quickly, and basically everyone's gone. So it was just uh, me and my buddy Dale on Radio Row for much of the day. There was a couple other people floating around. Um, wow. Saw my buddy, your boy Q from Locked On Raiders was there, and that was about it. Nice. So you're you're shutting yeah. the place down then, it sounds like. Uh, we were the last people in the in the whole place. We were the last. <laughs> la- wow. <laughs> me and my partner were the last people at the owners' meetings, yes. And wow. they were kind of kicking so- us out, like, hey, can we clean up and get out of here? <laughs> yeah, it, <laughs> the rules the rules discussions, and, uh, you know, it doesn't have much to, to, to do with Dynasty, so we don't want to spend much time on it. But, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, they're – there didn't seem to be really a big story. I mean, I heard the, they, they approved the uh, wearing zero as a, a uniform. Right, right. Um, I guess maybe the most important uh, possible rule change was the um, making uh, roughing the quarterback reviewable. And, but that did not pass if I right. uh, understand correctly. And, yeah, really, just not not much is going to change as far as those uh, those rules discussions go. So, as you said, everybody has cleared out. Uh, we didn't didn't get the big trade. We talked about that earlier in the week. That sometimes these all these owners, GMs, coaches get together, and we'll hear about a trade. Uh, at least we haven't heard about it yet. If that's coming, no. Uh, so we'll we'll move on. You're you're heading home yeah, soon. Right. We'll we'll uh, move on from the owners' meetings and and look forward to the draft. We are now just over four weeks away from that. Uh, we've been talking about these rookies for for weeks now, if not longer, and uh, we'll we'll continue that over the next four weeks and beyond as we get that uh, that final piece of the profile. We get that uh, draft capital. We get the landing spots, and we can really figure out how we're going to value these rookies. Absolutely. Matt, let's take a look at how we're valuing the rookies right now. Before we have that final piece, of course, we have, we have the college numbers. We have the combine testing. So we've got a pretty good idea of where these guys are going to go. Let's look at the latest DLF Superflex rookie ADP. Uh, and, and what I really want to focus on, because we've said most of these names on uh, on all of these shows over the past few weeks, what I really want to focus on are where you see some tier gaps. Where where hmm, are okay. the tiers that if you want to move up or down in a draft, 
to, to get a certain target or within a range, where do we see tiers dropping off in, in Superflex, is, is Bijan in a tier of his own or would you include some of those quarterbacks? I think he's a tier of his own. I think he's that special. I think he might be the okay. best back in the league next year or the year after. I know yeah. the value of quarterbacks, and I like those guys, but I think he's pretty special. Okay. It does seem like the idea of drafting a quarterback at 101 uh, is is getting out there more and more. If you're really checking out Twitter, if you're uh, on, on discords or listening to podcasts, at least it's at least becoming a little bit more of a debate. I'm still in favor of taking Bijan there really regardless of the situation. Even if you're in desperate okay. need of a quarterback, I think you take Bijan and you could trade him for a quarterback. That's more valuable than Stroud, young Richardson uh, or, or, or anyone else. So I, I'm still Bijan there. Uh, I I don't know if I would say he's in a tier of his own, but I get why you would say that. So let's, I was let's torn. move forward. I was torn. Yeah. 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 We'll move forward here. Um, quarterbacks do hold the next three spots. CJ Stroud is the quarterback one in our current ADP. Bryce Young is quarterback two and Anthony Richardson did move up as we expected post combine uh, up to quarterback three and four overall. Uh, we've got a couple position players after that. Where do you see this tier breaking down? Should we stop after Richardson or keep going with a couple of these other players? No, I think these three are in their own tier because they're quarterbacks. I might even have Richardson over Young just because I think he mm-hmm. could be a Justin Fields-like runner immediately, and we just know all the value of that. Stroud and Young aren't much of runners. Um, I think those three stand alone. In the real world, I think Stroud and Young stand alone, but that's not what we're talking about. Okay, I'm I'm on board with that. Stroud, Young, Richardson, the next three players after Bijan, and they form a tier, according to Matt, and I agree. Now we get away from the quarterback position, at least for a moment. We've got the wide receiver one. That's Jackson Smith and Jigba, five overall. We've got the RB2, that is Jameer Gibbs, at six overall. Uh, I'm going to keep going here because I think we might have a larger tier. Will Levis, okay. the fourth quarterback. He was, uh, you know, not so long ago, he was grouped in with the other three, but we, we've started to see a gap both in, uh, we're really, really the gap was there in dynasty value from the start, but we've started to see a gap in, uh, if you check out the NFL mock drafts, he's falling down the board. And I think that's uh, probably going to continue. He's at seven for now, a couple of wide receivers, wide receiver two and three, Jordan Addison, Quentin Johnston are next up at eight and nine. So that gives us JSN, Gibbs, Levis, Addison, Quentin, Johnston. I see that as a tier, and I think I'm ready to stop there. What do you think, Matt? I'm going to fight you on that. Uh, I'm torn between – I love Smith Najigba. I think he's a 100-catch-a-year dude. I'm also pretty infatuated with Gibbs. I think they're their own tier, five and six to me. If you need a back, take Gibbs. If you need a receiver, take Smith and Jigba. They stand alone to me, and I think there's a pretty decent gap after them. And then Levis, Addison, Johnston, who I actually prefer to Addison, and Charbonnet would be my next tier. Those four. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think I'm a, a little I, I, against consensus here. No, I, I think that's fair. And, um, yeah, I mean, this is this is rookie ADP. We're not always going to agree with it 100% for sure. So it's definitely understandable to flip-flop a, a guy here and there. That's that's not an issue. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think you're probably right, though. I think I do agree with you because 
we've already said JSN has established himself as the wide receiver one in dynasty rookie drafts. We think he's going to be the wide receiver one in the NFL draft as well. And I, at least as of right now, I would not consider taking Addison above him or Quentin Johnston. So maybe they don't belong in the same tier. And I I led that conversation or, or that, that section by saying Will Levis is losing value. So JSN and Gibbs in their own mini tier, Makes some sense. Levis, Addison, Johnston, throw in Zach Charbonnet. This is where I would maybe fight you a little bit. I think I want to throw in Zay Flowers, who is 11 overall as well. He seems to be gaining value. We're even seeing him uh, being projected ahead of Johnston in uh, quite a few mock drafts. So that that should not be a surprise if Zay Flowers is actually the, the wide receiver three in the NFL draft. Okay. Uh, I was looking at it like just to pull the curtain back. Flowers, Downs, Hyatt were next. Yep. And I was okay. going to lump those three together. But I think Flowers is more of a volume guy than both those. So he was clearly yeah, I, number one in that tier. So maybe he should be up a tier. I do think we're starting to see some separation between Flowers and those two. And and I agree. They, Flowers, Downs, Hyatt have been grouped together, really viewed as kind of the second tier of wide receivers. I think Flowers is is starting to to uh, break through that wall a little bit and uh, putting himself up with Johnston and, and possibly even Addison as well. We'll keep going yeah, into okay. the second round here. You mentioned Downs at twelve. I want to run through the second group of uh, of twelve players very quickly. Hyatt, Devin, uh, Devon A. Chain at fourteen. Sean Tucker, who we talked about on yesterday's show at fifteen. We're getting into those that next tier of running back. Zach Evans is sixteen. Marvin Mims, 17. Uh, where do you see the tear break here, or is it just one big clump of players right now until we get that final data piece? Probably one big clump of players. That, that's and, what and I, I, think I think as well. Yeah. I think there's a lot of backs that are really interesting, one of which we'll talk about today. I don't love the receivers. Um, I, I'm getting a little ahead of myself, but – Mayor would not be my top tight end either. Right. You've, you've made that clear. Um, yeah. yeah. Mayor at 18, Kendra Miller at 19, Roshan Johnson at 20, Tajay Spears at 21, Hendon Hooker at 22. I would actually stop the tier right there. So I'm, I would be willing to go essentially from downs at 12, all the way down to 22 with those names. We said, uh, you know, throw them, throw them all together and, and let the draft capital sort it out. And I mean, we all have our favorites. Marvin Mims is one of my favorites. Tajay Spears, one of my favorites. Roshan Johnson. I like one name that's not even in the top 24 who uh, had a great pro day earlier today. Uh, Izzy Abanacanda. I think he's mm-hmm. in this Big range guy. and uh, could, could certainly work himself up into this range uh officially once we get some updated ADP as well. 23 overall, the 2.11 is Tank Bigsby. That's let, let me stop you real quick, Ryan. Be- yeah. Because I, I I wanted to say this earlier and it just slipped my mind. Hooker at 22, I would take over everyone in this whole group. I, I would I would be torn between downs at 12 and hooker at 22 behind flowers. Cause okay. I don't I think Hooker is going to be an NFL starting quarterback in 2024. When he's 26 years old. Yeah. For, that's okay. First time starter. Yeah. That's yeah. 
Well, it, it's okay. It's okay, right? It's it's one of the knocks yeah. against him. I mean, the age, the um, the ACL, obviously that he's going to have to uh, recover from, and and maybe we don't even factor the ACL in because this guy coming from that Tennessee offense, um, he he needs a year at least to yeah, yeah, to yeah. sit and to learn. Um, so in, I think in that vein, maybe, pick, well. It, it would be a surprise, I think, but we mm-hmm. Daniel Jeremiah had recently mocked him as a first rounder. That's the first time I've seen him uh, pushed up into the first round. But we said we said Levis is Levis is falling. It does seem like Hooker is rising. Maybe those two are a lot closer than we have assumed uh, up until this point. Matt, let's finish up the ADP and get on to talking about Tank Bigsby. He is the 23rd overall player in this ADP, uh, which would make him the 2.11 in a typical 12-team rookie draft. Uh, Kayshawn Booty, 24 overall, 2.12. We are talking Tank Bigsby today. I almost wish we had uh, kind of lumped him in with Sean Tucker yesterday because I feel like they're yeah. in, in many ways they are similar conversations. But we'll get to that right after this. The midway point of the NBA season is here, and now is the perfect time to download FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, because new customers get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. $1,000. That's bonus bets back if your first bet doesn't win. Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app. Safe, secure, super easy to use. I mean, even I can figure it out. Then you can bet on everything from money lines to point scores, point scores, threes drained. You can include spread, money line, player points, rebounds, assists. So many, just so many exclusive bets you can you can make, and um, plus, Vandal even lets you combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with the same game parlay. So don't miss the chance to get your no sweat first bet up to one thousand dollars in bonus bets when you go to fanduelcom slash locked on. That's fanduelcom slash locked on to learn more. Make every moment more with Fanduel, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. Matt, we are talking Tank Bigsby today, the running back from Auburn, five foot eleven, two hundred ten pounds, and he is a twenty-one year old prospect. He was a four-star recruit coming out of high school and landing at Auburn. Definitely a coveted uh, recruit back then, and and uh, just like Tucker, I, I said we we had a lot of parallels here. Started his career very strong for the Tigers as a freshman, eight hundred thirty-four yards and five scores. Sophomore season, uh, uh, over 1,100 yards, 10 touchdowns. Also uh, saw a big increase in his receiving production, up to 20 catches for 180 yards as a sophomore. And then uh, this past season, 976 yards. So we see a a little bit of a dip there. 10 scores and, again, some improved uh, improved uh, receiving numbers actually had the exact same amount of receiving yards, 180 again, but this time did it on 30 receptions. Matt, what do you uh, what do you think of Tank Bigsby? What are kind of the uh, the initial takeaways on this guy? Um, I think he's being slept on quite a bit. I think he okay. should be much higher on that rookie list that we discussed. I think he's an adequate receiver, but not phenomenal. Mm-hmm. That was a really bad blocking he got he earned what he got and i thought he was a really good tight quarters back size to carry the load not great home run speed but that really doesn't bother me at the running back position 
I think he can get a lot of touches. I think he could be a goal line back. He could catch swing balls and maybe even more. Really good in tight, confined areas. Cuts really abruptly. I think his game translates very well to the NFL. The concern with Tucker, the concern with Bigsby that maybe has scared dynasty managers off of these guys is that draft capital. And and part of it is the depth of the class. Uh, we've talked about it on recent episodes. Let, let, you know, if you're an NFL team, let's just wait. Unless you're getting Bijan, unless you're getting Jameer Gibbs, let's just wait and uh, take a fourth or fifth rounder instead of a third rounder. Uh, so that that could potentially hurt guys like Tank's, Tank Bigsby when it comes to his dynasty mm-hmm. value. But I think you're probably right. We He's been pushed down too far. Tucker has as well. We talked about Evans earlier in the uh, in the series. I've still got some concerns about him. I, I think I actually prefer Tucker and uh, and Tank to, to a guy like Zach Evans. Uh, Understandable, yeah. Was there a what lot about, of buzz around him after his sophomore year and then kind of let you down a little bit this year? Which tank? Tank, yes. Yes. Well, really, I, I would say really that's true with so many of these guys. Um, yeah, it I seems mean, we talked about the, the, the dip in, in production, but it wasn't just that. You know, it, it, it was like, um, again, with Tucker and with Bigsby, we viewed these guys as likely first round uh, rookie picks. And I mean, they are part of the reason. And Zach Evans is as well, and 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 several of these other guys that we've mentioned, uh, Keishon Booty from the wide receiver position is a good example of this as well. Yeah. These are guys that we looked at as locked in first round dynasty rookie picks, and there were, you know, honestly there were probably more than twelve of those. That's why there was so <laughs> much hype for for this rookie class. That's why people were trading twenty two first rounders that turned into Garrett Wilson or Chris Olave for a random 23 first rounder. And I mean, unfortunately that's probably going to come back to, to bite a lot of people uh, at, at this point, because this class is not, at least it doesn't look like right now. It, it is not as uh, it's not going to live up to the hype of uh, a year ago. And really the past couple of years, because these guys have fallen off a little bit and uh, we have had guys step up, you know, Quentin Johnston ha- has improved and, put himself sure. in that, uh, you know, as a, as a legit prospect, he wasn't really, I mean, he was certainly on the map, but uh, I think he's, he's gained value while, while some of, some of others have lost Zay flowers has moved up as well. Um, but you look at those running backs and the majority of them have, have lost value and we're still, I mean, we're a month away from the NFL draft. And mm-hmm. a, a year ago we were sitting here saying all these negative things, um, about that class and, um, and everyone else was as well, basically. So, uh, perceptions can change very, very quickly once we start seeing these guys on the field. Uh, but yeah, for, for now, the class is just not as good as, as we thought it was going yeah. to be. And, yeah. uh, a lot of that reason is because of Bigsby, Tucker, Evans, uh, and, and again, throwing Keishon Booty in there as well. Even if uh, one or two of them took a step forward, it would have made it, the classic a lot different, not a step back. Right, right, absolutely. Matt, when we come back, we're going to talk about some weaknesses, some concerns we have about Tank Bigsby, as well as his dynasty value. 
Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes. From free agency to the draft, salary cap management, and more, join NFL experts Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino as they take you through what it's like to build a successful NFL franchise every Monday through Friday. Find Locked On NFL Scouting with the Draft Dudes wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Matt, you had a lot of good things to say about Tank Bigsby. You're making me feel a little bit better about him for sure. Uh, but there there are reasons he's falling. Uh, what are some, maybe some concerns you have about him and his transition to the NFL? I wonder, will the next level look at him as a receiving option? Like, I, th- I think I used the word adequate, short yardage, or short routes, yeah. not going to really have a diverse route tree, questionable hands. So if he's catching 15, 20 balls a year, you know that limits him. Um, I think he's powerful, but not a killer. So could he not be a goal line guy? You know, I mean, we know where the you know receptions and touchdowns are where running back points come from more than anywhere. So if he goes to a, a team that has a big back already, maybe he doesn't get that, you know, uh, honor. And I don't think right. he's going to break a lot of long runs. We talked yesterday about Tucker, and I keep going back to him because I, I, I have lumped those those two guys together for much of this process. But uh, we said maybe Tucker is a tweener, not a, not a good enough runner to really earn that uh, priority role, but not, not a good enough pass catcher to be that third down option mm-hmm. either. I think Bigsby's probably a better pass catcher, and he's yes. uh, he, he's got a bigger frame. So... Uh, you know, when I when I think about my rookie rankings, I do have Bigsby behind Tucker, and right now I'm I'm thinking maybe that should that should change. Okay, yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think I like both more than consensus. It shocks me that both okay. these guys are as, as low as they are, but there's a lot of backs. I mean, I'm not trying to ignore it, but, um, or, or you know, take the easy way out. But there are eight backs that we mentioned to start the show that will unfortunately have to probably wait until landing spot to make the tiers and make decipher where they're at. Well, let's talk about those tiers a little bit. You look at the DLF ranking. Uh, we over there have him 22 overall as the RB nine that is in our rookie rankings. Rookie ADP is pretty much in line with that. Also 22, but the RB 10 in the ADP and then startup ADP. This is single quarterback. He's 141 overall, the RB 48. And he's uh, stuck right between a couple of veterans who are looking for a job right now. Zeke Elliott, Leonard Fournette, uh, even with some negative things I've said about Bigsby, I'm, I'm still taking him over those two guys at this point. Not even close. You agree, man? Uh, yeah. No, oh, I, yeah, I, I don't think it's even close. Yeah. So you could see, uh, you could make an argument that either those veterans should be moving down from that range or Bigsby. And, uh, you know, there's a couple of other rookies in that, in that same range as well, including Tucker, once again, uh, mm-hmm. that those rookies should be moving up, which is, uh, you know, that's not usually something we say at, at this point in the year, that, that rookies should be moving up in ADP. Uh, so often they are... Uh, the the general consensus is that they're being overvalued or overdrafted. Uh, but down there in that range, again, 141 overall and RB 48. Uh, 
kind of kind of feels like a, a nice spot to take a shot on uh, on that rookie running back who, you know, best case is he sneaks into the end of the end of day two and and gets a legit uh, chance at playing time in year one. Yeah, and and the more I'm looking at these running backs, you know, that we talked about to start the show, I think I'm taking him over a chain, uh, probably Tucker. I kind of a soft spot for Evans. Um, I might take him over Miller. Curious about Johnson and Spears. So he might be closer to like running back six for me right now. Okay. Yeah. I'm just, uh, look again, looking at the uh, startup ADP, he could certainly uh, see a big jump. And, and really almost any of these rookie running backs could with a favorable landing spot. Uh, even if we are worried about that draft capital, even if they do fall into day three, a nice landing spot could push these guys up two, three, four rounds very quickly. So uh, as always, if you're doing these early dynasty startups and rookies are included, my default would just be draft as many as I can get as many rookies as I can uh, because there's a really good chance. Most of those guys are gaining value uh, even if they do fall to day three of the NFL draft. So I just found this little stat on him that came up on The Athletic when I looked for him was he rushed for just under 70% of his yards were after contact last year. Just shows how bad his blocking was. I mean, that's the second highest percentage of creating on your own. And and that always translates well. I mean, that's a pro football focus thing that Javante Williams, David Montgomery, when you create after contact, you might not come in and light the world on fire, but rarely do you bust at the next level. Do you think he's big enough to be a lead back? I mean, if he can ascend to that, uh, that role on on his future team. Like he should be with a chain or Gibbs. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. Somebody like that. Yeah. I mean, that would be a great backfield, but uh, I mean, that's not, of course, how it's going to (laughs) go. Probably not. I mean, you know, (laughs) I I, I don't know. Landing spots tough. I I mean, I wouldn't mind like if Dalvin cooks gets released or Kamara Mm. gets suspended. I mean, I could see him surpassing the guys that are there now in new Orleans or Minnesota, you know, Mm. Uh, what if he ends up in Philly? If he goes to Philly, I would take him in the first round. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, that happens every year, right? The, the yeah, day yeah. three running back uh, lands in, in the great spot and they go from third rounder to first rounder. And uh, usually we warn against that. And, and maybe that's Bigsby. Maybe it's one of these other guys we've talked about. And uh, I still don't know if I would push a guy like that all the way up into the first round, but again, I, I get the sentiment and, and we do see it uh, almost every single year. That's going to do it for today's episode. Please make sure you download and subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked on Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked on Dynasty.